being with your family and knowing that you're whether it be pork or beef or, or grain whatever you're producing you know you're trying to help feed the community and feed the world Hi, everyone, and welcome to Cultivated, a podcast delivered by Co-Alliance Cooperative, where we dig into deeper conversations with our employees, our members, and industry partners. My name is Lindsay Sankey, and I am so excited to be the host. I really believe this is a wonderful way to discover the stories and the people that make agriculture in the Midwest so rich. Let's get started. Today, we are in Cass County, Indiana, and this may be a podcast first. We are actually recording today from a hog farm. We're here today, and with me, I'm excited to have Tony and Mike Howard, who are Co-Alliance Swine contract growers from Logansport, and they also just recently won the 2021 Indiana Contract Grower of the Year. We also have another Co-Alliance employee with us today, Tyler Flederman. He's going to join the conversation to do today also. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Hey, so uh, to the Howards, tell us about yourselves and your family farm. Give us a little bit of background um, of your story here in Cass County. Well, I got two kids, a daughter and a son. They help on the farm and everything. Uh, my son, he's a Westfield police officer. And he's a hostage negotiator for the SWAT team down there, and he comes up and helps whenever he can. He's got three kids, and my daughter has two kids, and uh, they come up and help a lot, too. Do you think his upbringing on the family farm could have trained him well for that position as a hostage negotiator? <laughs> I think it probably did. <laughs> that is probably one of the most interesting jobs off the farm I have heard yet. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Yes, I have three children. Uh, oldest one graduated Purdue last year. He's uh, in Texas right now. He's uh, currently engaged. His fiance is a school teacher down there. And uh, middle son or middle daughter, she is uh, t- just turned 21. And the youngest boy, he's a junior in high school. So, Tony, tell me about the family history here. Um, our grandfather started to farm. Uh, and then dad was with them and then Mike and Dave, my two older brothers, uh, were on the farm and took over the farm after dad. And then I worked elsewhere. And then back in 2015, I came back to the home farm and then in 2016 is when we built the barns. So it was just another way with building the barns, another way to help kind of include me and get me in and going and the family. And it's just worked out really well with Co-Alliance doing that. So... You're more than just swine. Mike, what else is here on Howard Farm? Oh, uh, we've got a lot of cattle. And uh, and my grandkids, they got some meat goats down there. They've been raising for 4-H and stuff. So keeps everybody busy. So what generation is the third here? We're the third. We are currently the third. Yeah. So the there's the fourth. fourth. Yeah, there's a the fourth, fourth coming up. Yeah, that help. Yeah. So help me understand what kind of pride or what kind of feeling goes through you when you think about having the fourth generation possibly fishing on this farm, as you guys talked about earlier, or walking these barns. Tell us about that. It's just a lot of pride. You know, you you take care of what you do. Um, 
you just like to see your kids grow and get active in the in the family business as any business would or farm would you like to see your kids be able to have an interest in it and you take pride in that and you try to take care of the animals the best you can and and teach them the right way to do it as well and and it's nice to see we can see our nieces and nephews you know we can see them being a part of it and the family's just gotten really close so i want to loop tyler in on this conversation but you guys uh, help me understand the relationship you have with Co-Alliance and the history there. If the barns are from 2016, I mean, h- how did that come about? What what other services are, are we here for? So the Howards have partnered with Co-Alliance since 2015 when they built the barns. Um, they have been the premier contract grower for Co-Alliance since then. Why? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. yeah. Why is that? To, uh, how? How, how they do that. There is, they are as dedicated to people as I've ever seen when it comes to taking care of livestock and doing the right thing on their farm. Always willing to help Co-Alliance out from as far as hosting farm visits for prospective contract growers. They're very involved in our growth as Co-Alliance and are more than willing to help new contract growers start and answer questions for them. That's been the biggest thing, and they've done a really good job for us as far as helping us out on that side of it. Something I'd like to add to that, what Tyler mentioned, we're very blessed. When we built the barns, um, Jeff Taylor, uh, Tyler, other people led us to other people who already had barns and introduced us, um, the connections that we had. So we was able to ask questions. Well, we felt maybe dumb questions, but they answered our questions and were patient with us. So we're just trying to pay it forward to the next person. I think that's crucial because not only do they pay it forward to other prospective new growers, they also pay it forward in the community and are just great community role models for Co-Alliance and are great representations of us. So let's talk about that. Um, So before I met you guys today, I have read about you um, on social media and in the newspaper and and, in ag media. And your family is heavily involved in food pantries and you're a sponsor of a local food bank here in Cass County and have made several donations. Why? Why are you called to do so? Well, we just feel sorry for some of the people. Some of the people need a lot of help and they just can't afford to go out and do things. It makes you feel really good when you can offer somebody some help like that they can't afford it and stuff and you know coming up the holidays and stuff here if they've got maybe it's their only time they're going to have some meat or something like that to eat for a holiday and just makes us feel good that we can give back and help them out that way maybe they'll remember it and if we need something down the road maybe they'll turn around and help us for something yeah the good hoosier hospitality so tell me about the latest uh donation you made can you recall the details of that uh we did a contribution to Emmaus House and Logan Sport and Salvation Army. Uh, we gave some ground pork to there um, just to help out with the holidays coming up. Um, and, you know, once we did a few food pantry trucks last summer at Caston School, and we didn't realize at the time, the first one, how much of a need there was in a community. But once you do the first one, it kind of opens your eyes. And, you know, there really is a need in a rural community. And it's just a way to give back. And, you know, we, we're we fortunate for what we have. You know, the good Lord's blessed us. And we're just trying to, you know, pay it forward and help what, what we can. That was a really eye-opening experience. I was blessed to participate in the first uh, food pantry donation with Howard's there. And it was a 26-foot box truck full of food. And we went to this little town of Caston. And 
no way when we started i didn't think there was a chance we would give away all that food and we actually ran out um and i think and it was awesome to see the howards not just the brothers but their families the grandchildren everybody participate and tony's wife beth has been a big driver behind this and uh she's always asking me whenever i see him hey can we do another one hey can we do another one can we partner with this can we partner with that and it's been really eye-opening um and really you can tell they've got the bug to give (laughs) so i think that's to be commended um we you know we talk about in agriculture how we are part of this generation or this american population that has the safest most abundant food supply in the world and our neighbors are hungry and they don't want to talk about it and it's not it's until you serve you don't really understand that need or see that need and i want to commend you guys because i also think service is is generational i think if your parents served your eyes are open to that so great job on teaching that next generation that there's a need in the backyard of Cass County and and all these rural these rural towns in Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois and everywhere we serve. So that's that's very cool. Um, Speaking of holidays, Easter is just days away, and no doubt Americans will be uh, rushing to serve pork on their family uh, Sunday dinner table. What does it mean to the Howard family to provide that pork and, and how do you in what capacity do you do so? We provide, obviously, we'll help feed to some people their Easter dinner. Um, the holiday dinners, the hams at Christmas and Easter, so forth, um, knowing that we, in some small part way, help with that. But the family dinners is where memories are made. I mean, you look back at your childhood with your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and the memories there, that's what you're making is the memories. That's, that means something. That's amazing because a lot of time we won't remember if the pork was overdone, but we'll remember <laughs> exactly. that, yep. that prayer, that conversation yes. with our grandfather. And that's I when you get to that. see relatives. Maybe you don't get to see all yeah. the time and you yeah. travel in and so forth. It's just, it's a good family bonding time and over food. Pork. Yes. Yeah. Pork. Yes, yes. absolutely. Let's talk about three genera- or four generations on the farm. How's that work out? <laughs> are, there, are there hard days? You guys seem to get along really well. But what is your secret? Because well, we some of us struggle. Good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we all know what's got to be done, and we kind of go our separate ways sometimes. We know what has to be done and stuff, and but we got the grandkids that come in and stuff, and they kind of know what to do. So my little granddaughter, she's. Started many 4-H last year and trying to work with her pigs, and now she hates pigs. <laughs> I don't think there's much future for her maybe coming here. but <laughs> Yeah, we all have a role. Um, everybody's kind of got their area they take care of. Um, Tell me about that. So who, who covers what? Okay. Our other brother is not here. He's currently taking care of the cattle. Um, he plants the corn, runs a combine. And what's his name? I'm sorry. Dave. Dave. Okay. And then he's got a grandson that also helps in a barn, too, um, when he can. Um, you know, Mike plants the beans and he runs a dryer and Mike and I truck and, uh, I work ground and my boys, when they're available, they help work ground. Mike's boy, Preston helps also when he can. Um, and then we're in the fields. Mike's daughter, Kayla goes through the barns and takes care of the pigs. Um, you know, everybody pitches in for the role, whatever they can. And just, if you see a need, you fill it and keep everything moving. Do you have a favorite season on the farm? Fall. Fall. Harvest. Harvest time. See the fruit of your labors. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What has been the biggest challenge in the swine industry for you guys? Maybe just getting the word out, uh, positive for agriculture. Um, You know, Jeanette Merritt with Indiana Pork, she does an excellent job, and we worked with her a little bit, and just trying to get a positive image out there for pork that, you know, 
what Jeanette said, you know, people see a hog barn and they don't realize, they think maybe something bad behind there's going on. And it's not at all. We're taking care of the animals. Um, it's actually, it's a good environment for the pigs to take care of. Um, like this winter when it was, you know, below zero and snow, the, the pigs were in, you know, 80 degree warm rooms, you know, it's climate controlled. Um, they got a good environment. They get all nutritional needs net by Co Alliance. The, the what they do with the feed is you know unbelievable. How fast the pigs grow. Um, you know Brooklyn, our she takes care of us weekly. Um, she goes through the barns and you know gives us any advice we need. You know it's just it's a team effort. You know we didn't get here on our own. There's a lot of people that helped us get to this point, and it's it's just and I'd a have team to win. say too that the neighbors have been super great. We when we built these. We went around and talked to all the neighbors and stuff. Everybody was good with it and stuff. And I know there's some counties that have a lot of pushback from it. And ours were great. We didn't have any problems at all and stuff. So we really commend them for that and understanding, uh, you know, what things are like on the hog farm. And they, most of them, been here a long time. So they know what it's like. So it That's wonderful. Well. I think the key behind that, though, is you guys do things the right way every single time. There is no skimping on anything you guys the barns look phenomenal on the outside you take care of the pigs great you just do things from the start the right way and that's big to getting a good perception of agriculture and advocating for agriculture like you guys do we try anyway and when we built the barns um before we got the new group of pigs and we had a open house for the community anybody that was interested in seeing what a new modern hog barn looks like because it's obviously changed so much over the years that we let the community come in and um there was a, a supper with it as well and could tour the barns and answer any questions and co-alliance had their team here to answer questions and just try to more than anything educate people guys what is one thing you wish um people knew about pig farmers that we take care of them it's not like what you see on the youtube and stuff you, all these bad pictures of pigs dead pigs and all that it's not like that like say you t treat them like you do your own kids. If they get sick or got a fever or something, give them some aspirin or give them a little medicine, and then a couple days they're back to normal again. So, like Tony said, they're in, in wintertime, they're in there where it's nice and warm, instead of out in the snow and the cold. And so, you take care of them, it's really nice. It's better than what most people think. The National Port Board has a slogan too related to We Care, and that's the motto for uh, the National Port Board. And I'm involved a little bit in Indiana Pork, and in general, that's ours also. And these guys are the role model citizen pig farmer of We Care and how they do that too. So, I mean, Tony and Mike both mentioned we, how they care. That's really the key. We just try to take pride in what we do and treat it like our own and even though we're contract growers, we try to you know treat the pigs and do the best we can and to our ability. I always think that the irony in raising livestock and the passion behind people that do this is you guys could be feeding cattle or, or hogs until 9 o'clock at night and th focusing on a diet with Tyler and Brooklyn and nutrition and everything, and then you'll go home and everyone eats a $3 Tostitos pizza. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we focus so much on the livestock, and then it's like, here, yeah. just eat this and go yeah. to bed. Yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Our priorities yeah. are, yep. are yeah. shifting. Yeah. So... Um, why do you think sharing your story is so important? It's hard sometimes for people in agriculture to talk about themselves, to join a conversation like this, and we really appreciate it here at Co-Alliance. Why is sharing the story of the Howards so important to you? Um, you know, we try to take good care of the animals as all farmers do. Um, we're not bad people. We try to take care of them the best we can. Um, but at the end of the day, we're just one 
link of the chain. There's so many more people involved. You got the people at the South Farm where it all starts at. The workers there, the truckers that bring it to us. Then, you know, we do our part. Co-Alliance provides the feed and the management and the weekly help. And then the truckers take it from us to Tyson and all the workers there that process it and then take it to the grocery store and the people stock the shelves and, and sell it there. There's just, there's so many people involved for that, your Easter ham. There's so many hands and so many people that touch that, that are connected to that. Um, we're just one small link in the chain and it takes all of us working together to, to try to achieve the end result. And it really makes you think when there are supply issues across the board in any industry, how many people that affects, you know, how many, whether there's a price increase or decrease on a commodity, how many people that affects across the board. And that, what you just explained, I believe 99% of Americans, 98% of Americans maybe don't understand that. So that's, that's a wonderful uh, illustration verbally. We have to touch on your recent award that is shining behind me. Uh, you recently got the 2021 Contract Grower of the Year. Tell us about that experience, those qualifications, what you had to, to do that. And Tyler can certainly help here. Yeah, I guess I can give a little background. Um, so that board, that award is voted on by the Indiana Pork Board of Directors. Um, 15 or so people there that represent Indiana pork across Indiana and uh, everybody submits a list. So there was 15 or 20 applicants of the best contract growers across the state of Indiana. Some, every one of them would be well-deserving of the award. Um, and Howard's were actually voted on by everybody there and uh, got to recognize that at the taste of elegance, which is an event in Indianapolis there where is held once a year with politicians and pork farmers really just promote pork and talk about with chefs and all the nutritional values and everything else that pork has to offer. So Howard's got to do that. And of course, being the Howard family, they brought 15 or 20 people to that, which is an awesome representation. They uh, even flew their son Trendon from Texas there. Awesome. That was It was really neat to see. And you could really tell when they got on stage there, how much that award meant to them and just really how great of people they are yeah it, it was so nice to celebrate with the family the kids and the grandkids there and like i said trent and his uh fiance um rain and she was there it's just you know everybody contributes to it whether it's large or small way that you know everybody's has a part of it and uh it was just nice to be able to celebrate and you know we just feel honored and blessed that co-alliance nominated us and um we're, we're humbled by it yeah, you know? yeah like my grandson he was there and stuff, and it showed him how you the good work pays off. If you yes. take care of things and work hard and stuff, here's what the reward is in the end sometimes. And so That's he awesome. thought it was pretty neat. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We are, we are very proud to work with your family. All right. So at work, even on the bad days, we like to think about our why. Why we came to work for Co-Alliance or why we get out of bed of a day. Um, the why we like to classify as what you are most passionate about that drives you every day. Um, what's your why? Well, it's much better than going to work in a factory, working for somebody else. You're your own boss and everything. It's just nice. You can make your own hours if you want to and all this. So it's just... And working with family, you know, and you get, like Mike said, you got the flexibility and being with your family and knowing that you're, whether it be pork or beef or, or grain, whatever you're producing, you know, you're trying to help feed the community and feed the world and, you know, and try to do your own small part. And um, it's just a good feeling being outdoors in nature. And 
I'll jump in, even though they kind of skipped over this, but this is completely the reason I see the why for the guys is simply for the next generation. They ultimately, I think, have goals to bring their kids back to the family farm. I think the kids eventually want to get back to the family farm and continue this for fourth, fifth, sixth generations down. And I think that's something that these guys are very, very good role models of doing as they've already the third generation themselves. Yeah, it's kind of the plan. I mean, the grandkids are, they really like it. So, so far anyway. Except for that little one. Except for that my little granddaughter. And she has nothing to do with it. Maybe she'll become a hostage negotiator. <laughs> she might. She could, yeah. Guys, I really appreciate you joining the Cultivated Podcast delivered by co-alliance we are again honored to work with you very proud to be partners with you and pork but i will say we end every podcast now with some rapid fire questions so <laughs> these are lighthearted, but you have to think on your feet because i ask them quickly you both can answer so okay first one what's your favorite pork product to eat bacon pork loins pork loins <laughs> oh yeah oh we might need a recipe can you provide that I might. I'm to talk to the wife. <laughs> what is your favorite snack while in the tractor during spring planting? Cheez-Its. <laughs> oh, you have a family box up there. I yeah, do. I see Cookies. that. <laughs> Cookie. What kind? Chocolate chip. Okay. All right. If you were not a farmer, what would you be doing? Well, I don't know. I am not sure on that. This must be your uh, calling, huh? If you can't imagine yourself doing anything else. I guess when we first got married, I did work over to the locker plant cutting meat and cutting beef and pigs. So I could always go back and do yeah, that, I guess. Could. Yeah, you could. I'm sure they'd hire you in a separate yeah. meet. When I got out of school, I worked in a factory for six and a half years. So, I mean, if I had to, I'd go back, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you both have to answer to this. What's the best advice you've ever been given? If you fall, get back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. I guess excellent. I'll ditto that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Yep, I guess so. So applicable in our yeah. industry, right? Yep. Last question. Your favorite way to eat leftover Easter ham? Microwave it. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich on a bun. There you go. Again, thank you very much. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining Cultivated, a, a podcast delivered by Co-Alliance. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.